0: From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio.
1: Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing, and the brand Identity Theorist. Hello, America. Hi, Barbara. I
0: am so excited. We are marketers, and one of the things we do is promotion and advertising, and we are on the precipice of one of the biggest moments every year. That is, of course, the Super Bowl. The combatants have been decided, and now it's all about what sort of brands, products, services, organizations are going to get in on this action. So this will be exciting to talk about what have we got on the program today.
1: Yes, of course. Today we're going to talk... Super Bowl, Super Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Bowl, because it is the biggest thing from a marketing point of view, and and there's some football too, Um, (laughs) but really it is about advertising, it's about the hype, it's about the stories, it's about the podcasts. it's about everything that's going on, and it's particularly exciting because it's in Las Vegas, Vegas. so there's even more stuff to talk about from a marketing point of view. Sin City. And in order to do justice to this fantastic title, we have got the editor-in-chief of Ad Age on our show, Mm. Janine Poggi, uh, who is here and she uh, has the t-shirt to prove it. She is the guru. She is all things advertising. advertising. Yes. So, Janine, thank you so much for being on the show and helping us discuss Super Bowl 2024. Thank you for having me. Happy Super Bowl Commercial Week! Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. right, exactly. Very Very so, cool. tell us a little bit about like how exciting it is to be at Adage during the Super Bowl week. Uh, we've been gearing up for this really since uh, the holidays, uh,
2: getting ready for Super Bowl season. There's a lot that goes into it over at Adage, as you can imagine, waiting to see all the spots and getting them in and getting to review those ads and. Pinpoint the trends that will be big and the celebrities that will be
1: buzzing and all of that. It's a a lot of fun, but a lot goes into it. So tell us a little, like, what your role is. So do you get the—I mean, so— all of us can see some of the ads before the game, and that's kind of part of the hype. Do you get it even before that? Do you mm. have a relationship with these agencies? or yeah. I mean, ha- right. what, Tell us a little bit about behind the scenes, what happens when you're really in the business. Mm. Yeah, come this Saturday, if I haven't seen
2: all of the ads that will be airing on Sunday, I'll definitely have wake up in nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so we, we typically get to see all of the ads before they run. We come up with our ad review, which will... Uh, hit right after the game, mm. sort of evaluate every single ad, national ad that ran in mm-hmm. the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get we get an inside look. But I think even more so, what makes it unique is like the layers of how these commercials are made, like the strategy that mm. goes on right. to thinking about like what are the creative tones for this year's you know game. What are sort of the new emerging tech that's being added to oh, Super Bowl ads? How do they right. pick? what celebrities are going to be in the game, like all of the fun stuff of how they pull off Big game commercials is really like what we're doing. Oh, that's right. so that's cool. so cool.
0: But just say, let me just jump in real quick because I want you to follow up really quickly on something, uh, and that is, it sounds like you and the gurus get together and you watch the ads and you analyze them. What are the? How do you come up with a score? What are these dimensions that you use to figure out? Well, this one is did really well, or this one? I mean, talk talk us through the evaluation process. That's going to be the output of the results of. This is what we thought about these ads from your group.
2: I mean, at the very basic level, we are like no one else, everyone else, and that we're just like on Slack immediately after we slated <laughs> to an ad. Very now, nice. Who's not celebrity? Do you know that one? It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all look forward to doing this. But then we do take into account a lot of different things, sort of things that we've seen of what has worked well in the past, what types of ads you know, have won ad meter in the past. What types of uh, creative are unique and different? A Mm. lot of times in any given year, you'll see some of the same like tropes or things kind of emerge. Sometimes it blurs and it's hard to distinguish one ad from another in some years. What stands out, right? Like what looks different Mm. in a sea of, you know, about 60 to 65 commercials that will air in the game? Which ones of those really resonate and stand out? Mm. Which one you walk away and you not only have a message and a story, but also kind of know like, What are they selling? Like, what is the product? What is the brand message? Mm. Um, And kind of can point the brand to the commercial and be able to identify that and remember Uh, that. Those are some of the things that we're really thinking about is that we evaluate whether or not a commercial is a hit. Or-
1: You're making me so excited because there's so many trends <laughs> I wish here. I listeners could see yeah, Barbara's like face I, right I'm now. So, I'm getting so excited because so there's a lot on. of things to talk about. Tons. I mean, I let me save the fact that it's in Las Vegas and Taylor Swift for later. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> what you just said, because I think one of the trends you noticed and from your historic perspective is that typically um, the ads are like, Beer, commerce, alcohol, beer, or, or cars. And I know that one of the trends you talked about was that those are down a little bit. Mm. Do you want to talk a little bit about, right. you know, from what you're saying, the trend analysis and your historic perspective about the types of ads that run and what we're seeing this year? We definitely are starting to see a shift. For
2: sure, like you said, it was beer, snack, foods, Cars, those were like the big categories historically in the Super Bowl. Interestingly, we definitely see, especially as more women watch mm. the game, and we know that it, oh. it's almost an even 50 50 split in women and men oh. watching the Super Bowl. So, increasingly over the last couple wow. of years, you see like beauty brands coming in. Dove is back in Elf. this year. Elf, ELF, advertised, yeah, for the first time nationally huh. in the Super Bowl. You're definitely seeing more female centric brands. Or commercials with more female centric messaging, uh, the lead characters in the commercial being women. Just leaning into that, because really the the division in terms of who's watching is very close to 50-50. And then not to bring the Taylor Swift in, <laughs> yet, but for sure Swifties. we're going to see the Swifties in the game this oh year. Gosh, so yeah. you're definitely seeing a change in the types of brands this year. One of the big categories is actually candy and sweets. Mm-hmm. Not an unusual category, but they're in in a very big way this year, which is interesting. They definitely come to the Super Bowl with much more lighthearted type commercials, making people laugh, having sort of that comfort and feel good feeling. Uh, So, well, that is one category, the candy. We're calling it a little bit of the candy bowl here uh, that you'll see Reese's, Oreos. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. Oh, my (laughs) God. (laughs) You're just
1: getting me so excited. So let's talk about candy. I mean, mean, we can talk. We can talk about beer too i want to talk a little bit about beer because i want to get your reaction on that bud commercial yep. um but before we get to beer which is more historic let's talk about what you just mentioned which is candy mm. and cookies and the sweet categories mm-hmm. so you're seeing m&ms is back um right and oreos and both of them have always done really creative things what mm. do you think about their ads
2: yeah, so, you know, I think the the candy ones are interesting. I think one of the risks with that many different kinds of sweets in the game is like not seeing, uh, distinguishing themselves one from another. Uh. I think, you know, with Oreo, you're seeing Kris Jenner in the spot. Right. And uh, they're doing this play on, like, the idea of twisting an Oreo, which everyone does, you know, and using that as, like, making a choice. So if it twists and the, you know, cream is on one side or another, you make this or this choice, sort of like a heads or tails yeah. scenario. Nice. Um, and they're playing off of that idea. You know, they're interesting because I think what people really associate Oreo with in the Super Bowl, if you remember, is the dunk in the dark tweet. 100%. Um, yep. That was really something. And they really – or helped originate this idea of like real-time social media buzz and jumping in Mm. in the moment, in the game of like capturing people's attention, like jumping into a cultural moment. And so they originated that, right? And I think that adds itself to a little bit of intrigue of like what they might do more even on social media uh, than necessarily like what their in-game ad will be, Mm -hmm. interestingly enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's true for a lot of brands. I think everyone will be paying attention to not only what we see – you know, watching in the game, but then like how do they take this off the TV online, online. whether it's X, Twitter, you know, Instagram, TikTok in particular um, this yeah, year. Right. Like how right. does that translate to social media? Mm. Uh, so that's what I think. Like some of the other interesting things will. Yeah, that's you know, interesting where, because yeah. that
1: Oreo thing really, you could see how it would translate very well to social media and right. stuff. Right. Whenever I do that with my Oreos, it's never as neat and clean as it is on theirs. Well, like, you have to
0: practice, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs>
1: guess. Yeah, I could <laughs> totally see your, that. Your own Oreo twisting is is not as good. And then the other idea you were talking about is a change in celebrities. So mm. Chris Jenner, yeah. Jenner, that's not a traditional one. Mm. Typically, in these Super Bowl ads, you see a lot lot of football players or sports athletes. And in the uh, going back to the alcohol one, which is more, you know, traditional, I think in the um, Michelob Ultra campaign, you see Dan Marino. I mean, that's a pretty sophisticated football player. fan who would know necessarily i don't think the swifties know who dan marino is you know so like that's much more of a traditionally Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. traditional ad right right that yeah look i think a lot of them celebrities in general
2: obviously have always been like an incredibly critical part of super bowl ads you know historically you do see a lot of like famous faces that most people will know that is no different this year, you're still going to see that. I mean, mm. you have Christopher Walken for BMW. Yeah. Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to be in a yes. State Farm ad. You know, these are some major celebrities with mm-hmm. a lot of clout that will be in Super Bowl commercials. But then you'll also see on top of that some lesser known uh, faces that, you know, like Starry, uh, for Starry, we have Ice Spice, who is a rapper mm-hmm. um, whose actual music sort of uh, bubbled up on TikTok. Uh, she will be. Uh, starring in the Starry commercial. Wow. Um, you saw in The Nerds, a teaser, Addison Ray, who's also big on TikTok, being she was in that. Um, so there are different types of celebrities. I think ultimately, like when you're looking at a brand who's paying $7 million for 30 seconds of airtime, wow. they really want to reach as many people and connect with as many people across generations as possible. Mm-hmm. So we're actually seeing a lot of brands sort of like, double up on the number of celebrities in their ads, right? So it's not yeah. enough to just have one celebrity, one big celebrity yeah. in the ad. You'll have cameos, right? Like you may have maybe one star in the spot, right. but you'll have some cameos of others sort of come in to sort of touch on all of the different demographics and generations yeah. to bring everyone in so everyone who's watching
1: the commercial yeah. can say oh i knew someone yeah or like yeah. right in the right. Michelob Ultra's. you not only have dan marino who's probably not as well known and only football i'm mean, being football fans know him for sure yeah. but then you have lionel lasso. messi <laughs> and yeah. yeah and and uh jason is i guess how do you yeah. say his name so, something but, like that yeah yeah, yeah right whatever <laughs> um but like he's ted yeah. lasso that's how ted i know L- him yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly hundred um and so that, is, just to your point, is a very broad audience base. Somebody will know one of those. The international 100%. people will know the soccer star. Mm-hmm. Right. The football people know the football star. And everybody right. else will know Ted Lasso.
0: <laughs> 100%. Janine Poggi, editor-in-chief for Ad Age, speaking with us. She's the guru and uh, has been studying, studying and analyzing the uh, advertising for the Super Bowl. Question. Barbara, I remember a time. I remember one Super Bowl where a lot of the ads were like purpose-driven and dealing with issues. Janine, is that out the window now? Are people like, listen, I don't want to hear about anything that has to do with world politics or social impact. This is Sunday. It's the Swifties. I want to see Taylor Swift. I want to have fun. I want to see Gronk try to kick a, a extra point. Are, are, are people done with that? I mean, is this the moment where please stay out of? And let me <laughs> what, add yeah. to
1: what America's is saying and ask you in particular to talk about Budweiser there, because that's an example of a misstep. In uh, some purpose-driven marketing, and now they're back to the Clydesdale dog combination. Um, So, just that's a specific, concrete example of what the more general trend that Americus is noting.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was definitely times where we saw more purpose-driven leading into things that could be either controversial Mm -hmm. um, or divisive. I don't think we'll see anything as political leaning in for politics that's for sure like Mm -hmm. you're not really going to see any brand come in with a message that can like split the nation got it but what it's not completely devoid of any sort of like social good Mm. purpose-driven marketing uh two in particular google Mm -hmm. and dove uh will have spots that sort of touch on this Dove is uh, using its commercial to promote girls in sports. Oh. So it's working with Nike on a program um, where they are pushing to help keep girls, young girls, um, who they say typically drop out of sports by age about 14 due to a low body confidence mm. to help promote keeping girls in
1: sports. Mm. So that's definitely more of a purpose-driven, Got it. Uh, positive But method. To your point, it doesn't divide people. That's no. kind and of a wholesome right. positive. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Who's right. against it, that? It's yeah. not that
2: people go in yeah there and like not support girls in sports 100%. right right uh, yeah another one is google is uh, using its commercial to promote a google pixel a feature on there that helps visually impaired people take pictures again who's uh, going to be
1: against yeah. visually impaired people? right yeah.
2: so the, the way their approach to this was really interesting they actually the entire spot is shot through the lens of if you were visually impaired oh so like interesting, interesting way and definitely going to be one that Stands out, right? Because it'll look so different than everything else in the game. But they're definitely not um, Dove and Google, like, lighthearted, funny, whimsical. Like, these are definitely more serious in tone and nature.
1: And wasn't there also – isn't there an anti-Semitism ad that – that yeah, there's, is, a,
2: there's a PSA for an anti-Semitism. Uh, there's also uh, Jesus is back. Right. Oh, wow. All of you guys remember from Wait a minute. When did he leave? Sorry. Yeah. Did I
0: miss, he started I, last
1: year. Yeah. I didn't get the
0: memo. Okay. I didn't get the memo. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Jesus is back. But even the Uh, anti-Semitism –
1: even that ad is not a divisive ad. It's supposed to bring in – it's supposed to be a bring – unite people together type of ad. It's not a politically pointed ad. Yeah, and the Jesus one, interestingly, I think last
2: year there was a little bit more concern going Mm. into the game that there would be like some polarizing messages. This year it's all about like love thy neighbor. So like treat people
1: well. Gotcha. You know, so we'll see what those look like. Okay, so let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Um, Let's talk about Taylor Swift. Oh, dear. Are there going to be Travis Kelsey ads? I mean, in most football games, like one out of two is a Travis Kelsey ad, as far as (laughs) I can tell. Is that going to be true in the Super Bowl, too? Right now, we
2: actually have not seen any commercials yet that feature Travis Kelsey. That said, I think just the momentum around Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will be felt From the brand side during the game, I know that there are lots of agencies right now working on behalf of their clients, thinking about and planning for what our brands going to do on social to lean into that momentum. There are plenty of so called war rooms gathering (laughs) all of the different imagery that they can find and prepping fun little one liners that they can use on Super Bowl Sunday on. X and on, you know, Instagram and all of that. Um, to lean into the moment. The meme so, factory uh, is is uh, the meme factory for sure <laughs> is working overtime this week. That's interesting. To kind of think about like how do brands
0: lean into? Yeah, Taylor I, Taylor I remember a time, Barbara and Janine, where you know they would cut to the, the at the end of the game and they would ask the winning quarterback, "Hey, you just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm going to, going to Disneyland. Disneyland right, you know, yeah. so maybe it'll be I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert. I don't <laughs> yeah. know, but uh, I think it's <laughs> or interesting. Their because, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, all of this, but you made a good point, Barbara, which is like, how do we create? And you can comment on this janine like relatable i think is a big authentic this is the words i keep hearing relatable and connecting and resonating with people so i'm assuming that the ad, the ad age gurus have like a relatability connection resonance sort of analysis that goes along with this what's your can you share with us like the the what the, what is one of the ads that is like the top that's bubbling to the top right now that you're saying hey this one we believe with good high probabilistic likelihood is going to be a big hit can you can you point to one that we can expect
2: You know, unfortunately, not yet. It's a little too soon to get like a full read on that. What I will say is we did do a survey with a Harris poll about like what do people want from Super Bowl ads? And probably not surprising to anyone. Like humor does bubble up to the top of like what people want from Super Bowl ads, uh, which is interesting, I think. I do think, you know, people want to enjoy themselves. They want to laugh. Um, They want to like be in on the joke. And I think that's probably like the hardest part. We were having this like, Debate a little bit internally this morning. Uh, The BMW Christopher Walken ad is out today. Uh And we were watching that. And I thought it was funny and enjoyed it. And, you know, I made the comment to one of my colleagues of, like, I wonder if you don't know who Christopher Walken is. This spot is so beholden on the idea of people imitating Christopher Walken, (laughs) that if you don't get it, like if you didn't know that joke or know how people imitate him, Mm -hmm. it would be hard for you to like find that amusing and bring it in. So it really does. I do think that for the most part still, Super Bowl advertisers are trying to reach the broadest demographic possible. But as we think about all of this, and definitely something that we've been thinking a lot about at Ad Age is like the Gen Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. It's a massively growing demographic. We've seen just a ton of interests like from our audience around like, how do you more authentically connect with the Gen Z? Where do you, you know, relate to them? And I still think a lot of that is not going to happen On the TV, but Mm. that's where brands are going to be thinking like off TV to online Mm -hmm. of how do they then take those messages that maybe they don't know the celebrity in the spot or maybe it's something that they weren't even born when it was, you know, a concept, but that you could take it offline and then make that and so, relevant
1: to yeah, the audience. so let me let where they 're engaging right like right. that 's where they 're watching yeah that let, let me double down on that a little because not just in the Super Bowl in general, I teach marketing one hundred one here, and so I teach freshmen and they're eighteen, so they 're like really maybe even getting closer to generation alpha, and when I ask them what do you think of advertising or linear advertising? They're not big fans. You know, that isn't the way they think of advertising. Mm. So this is one of the big remaining linear advertising mm. world. So from your perspective at Ad Age, what do you think is the way Gen Z is looking at ads and thinking about this kind of thing? And mm. You started to talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, but let's, let's, go like, deeper let's in just that. take some couple of recent things that have happened
2: outside of Super Bowl. Look mm. at Stanleys, the yes. Stanley yes. Tun- yep. Water tumblers. And then look at, I don't know if you're familiar with the brand, Drunk Elephant. But they've been all over on TikTok Hmm. because of how young gen alpha uh, girls are going to Sephora to buy drunk elephant products. And it's a massive social media trend that, like, increased drunk elephant sales. And when you look at Stanley and how all of its momentum came from social media, Hmm. and you look at drunk elephant, this beauty brand that, like, during the holidays was like the top of like
0: ten year
2: old girls' wish list. Interesting. You, you just see, you, it's evident how this generation is finding brands, engaging with brands, and that is really on TikTok and on social. So I think that you're right. Like the ads that are made for TV are going to continue to look like the ads that are made for TV because that audience is different than the ones on TikTok and mm. how they're engaging with brands there. But I think what will be smart, what smart brands will do is they'll do both, right? Mm. They'll right. find a way to like appeal to the audience that is watching traditionally and that's where they're going to get their, you know, commercials and connect with brands mm. and then find ways to also in the same breath
1: connect with the younger audiences on social. And that's why I think Taylor Swift is interesting because she is bringing she's in a bridge on yeah. people who are not that interested in football, frankly. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, the new audience that she's bringing are very young, female, not football oriented, but they do like the hype. They like the excitement. Something fun is going on. And if you can create it in the social media world, um, I think there's incredible opportunity. So it'd be interesting to see, like you're saying, people sitting in the war rooms and exactly what creativity will come out of that event. Uh, And I think it's more and more important as you think about the younger population here. Absolutely. So when we're talking also about the uniqueness of this Super Bowl, the other thing that's interesting is Las Vegas. Um, So and the sphere. And have you thought anything about what all what's going on in town and the fact that it's in Las Vegas and Mm. how that changes things? Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think the sphere is a really interesting opportunity for brands, ones that will definitely see play out over the course of this week and on Super Bowl Sunday. I think there are some opportunities for brands to, you know, buy into the sphere and have like an added boost to what they're doing, you know, on TV, Mm -hmm. Um, Las Vegas in particular on the ground, uh, some of the events that are taking place and opportunities to connect with people in person, I think are really interesting. I think this does make it a little bit more unique than perhaps other Super Bowls. And I'll be interested to even see during the game when they cut away from Mm -hmm. the stadium, like, do you see a shot? where you can get see some brands in there that like kind of adds a little bit more bang for the buck. If like you zoom out and there are, there are some brands and, cool and unique ways um on the sphere yeah that
1: would be very cool if they do that when the eagles played when the eagles played in the super bowl and they cut away they showed the 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 skyline of philadelphia Mm -hmm. all dressed in green you know but that's not quite the same thing as las vegas and the sphere you know and what they can do with that so that would really be an interesting kind of thing we definitely should see stuff like that that will be very cool Um, Absolutely. Um, And so one of the other things I was thinking about is in Super Bowl, we not only see the hype running up to the game, but then we see a lot of hype after the game Mm. and a lot of evaluations. um, And you you weigh in. This is
0: what, to to your point, Barbara, this is the important part, right? How how long can it be extended and discussed in the word of mouth space? Right. Yeah.
1: So, you know, you were saying some of it's going to be game time decision in the war rooms and things. But what do you anticipate is going to happen following the Super Bowl um, to hype up things?
2: yeah you know what's interesting it's really a before during and maybe a day or two after i have found Mm. over like recent years that people move on Mm. really quickly so there might be a little bit of buzz after obviously if something really pops the night of the game if there's some like major social buzz we'll hear about it for the next few days but just as quickly something else will come (sighs) in the news cycle right and it'll Mm -hmm. uh sort of go away so i think capitalizing it is really like the couple of days this week, right, game day, and then probably the Monday or Tuesday after are the big moments. We really do see a drop off after that
1: interesting. But I think you might say- remember last year, didn't Rihanna announce her pregnancy? Oh, Try- yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was also been an announcement. Umbrella, yeah. Ella, yeah. Ella, oh, oh yeah. But that generated hype after the Super Bowl for quite a <laughs> did, while. Did, I mean, so you it's an opportunity yeah. to create an event like that sure. and to do something. You know, would you anticipate anything like that possibly happening? Because she got incredible. Yeah. Um, Who's the
0: halftime entertainment this year? Asha. Do we know? Usher. Usher. Uh, sure. Right. Okay. Interesting. Sure. Yeah.
1: He's actually
2: in uh, at least one Super Bowl ad making ah. a little cameo, the BMW one. BMW. Uh, nice. But
1: I, I expect we'll see him pop up in various places too. With brands,
0: Interesting. So. Yeah.
1: Because it is an opportunity with all those eyeballs to create some kind of news, like Rihanna, who's a brilliant marketer let's just say her beauty brand Um, just blew up yeah it was already blowing up but then it was yeah but she took advantage of it and do things like that so somebody who's smart can do something along the lines of of that you know and this opportunity and then give it a life you know to your point maybe it's not natural given but if it's newsworthy they'll be able to give it a life after the after the super bowl i think but then we move very quickly into um valentine's day and
0: yeah it's, the, the next marketing <laughs> event to over commercialize is, yeah. is going to happen as well yeah, yeah, yeah for sure.
1: well janine uh it's really wonderful for you to come on the show yes, and talk so about this and yeah. talk about uh the big day big and day. everything that you you and your team bring to to advertising and to understanding advertising so where can our listeners go to keep up with you yeah so we're actually going to
2: be on instagram live all Ooh, night of the super bowl nice. with commentaries we'll be live all night And you can pop in there, come join us, come chat with us, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, um, and you can hear our commentary. And then all of our coverage, you could watch the ads, watch the teasers, keep up with all the trends at adage.com
1: slash Super Bowl. Wow, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thanks, Janine. Well, that's all we have time for today, and we'd like to thank our producers, Dion Simpkins and Dana Cash. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow our show and see our history, our shelf of podcasts if you want. If you go to Knowledge at Wharton um, and in the podcast tab and you'll see our show marketing matters there and you can also follow business radio at sxm business for information about all our programming thank you all for listening today we'll be back next week till then this has been marketing matters i'm barbara Kahn here with america's read business radio sirius xm 132